where you splash into new adventures and where magic meets the sea. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our latest episode of the Carousel Project podcast. I am personally so excited about today's episode and so excited about the things I learned for today's episode and so excited to share them all with you. But first, I am Josie Maida, and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I am Kate Killebrew, and you can find me on all socials at Kate Killebrew. And as we established last week, or actually as we established two weeks ago, <laughs> I am Epcot Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. Yeah, you can. Kate, you didn't want to steal my thunder Kate, tonight? <laughs> after, after last time, I was like, nope, not, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, and Kate, do you want to tell our really cool, rad, greatest people ever listeners about the incredible Patreon you created? Sure, let's talk Patreon. So, in case you missed it, we officially have our own Patreon for the Carousel Project podcast. We have five different tiers, and we have different things in each tier. The, the higher the tier, the more you get. But, guys, we have Carousel Project podcast stickers. You can put them on your laptop. You can put them on your car. You can put them wherever you want, your binder. They're your stickers. You do what you want. Um, you also get bonus episodes. We've got two loaded right now, one about Beastly Kingdom and one about Winnie the Pooh running for president. Um, there will be more to come this season and beyond, so you want to be a part of that. And the best part, in my opinion, is the Carousel Project Crew Facebook group that is exclusively for members of our Patreon to talk with us one-on-one -on -one and learn even more stuff about the podcast and beyond. So join now. Yeah, it's really cool. Kate had the incredible idea to make each different tier like a ticket in the ticket book. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and I am just really, really excited for you all to see these bonus episodes that we have and for you to start joining our really, really fun little Facebook group because I cannot wait to be able to chat with you guys more easily kind of one-on-one. -on -one. So yeah, it's just very, very exciting. And yeah, that's it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. Me also. four. <laughs> <laughs> so today's question is, have you ever been on a cruise before? Because today we are talking about the one, the only, the light and love of my life, Disney Cruise Line. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So as you can guess, one of us has definitely been on a Disney cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I have very recently been on my first ever Disney cruise. Yeah, so go first, Josie. No, I went first last week. Uh, this is too much. Right. This is so you want me to go first in the season three finale. Finale. Okay. In the finale. <laughs> then you ask me to go first for the season four. Um second in, episode. In, oh, the second we're on the third episode. This is the third episode. This is the third, is the third episode. episode. Potentially blah, blah, four, depending blah. on how we line them up. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. Oh my goodness. No, it doesn't yeah. have to be the third. But anyway, you're asking me to go first a lot, Kate. And I think our viewers are just going to think that I have a big head and that I think it's the Josie show. So I, okay, will, not so be, Toto, I will not be trapped. Toto? Yeah. Cruise, yes. cruise experiences? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been on the Jungle Cruise, and that's my cruise experience. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so Adam has been on the Jungle Cruise. I want us all to go on a group, a Carousel Project podcast Disney cruise. I Let's, would, I would we lose need my to mind. get to that it. level. We need to. I would be insufferable. I would be. I would be absolutely bouncing off of every wall. Every my second. favorite version of Josie is insufferable Josie. <laughs> Thank so you so much. I'm ready. <laughs> Somebody loves her. <laughs> Kate, what about you? Um, I have been on a few cruises. My first cruise that I ever went on was um, the Oasis of the Seas, which was the largest cruise ship at that time in 2014. It's a Royal Caribbean cruise. So I started with like high expectations and then I went on to do a few carnival cruises out of New Orleans. As y'all know, I live near New Orleans, so it's a pretty easy port to go to. Not a fan of Carnival. I'm not going to lie. Not a fan. I've, I feel like Carnival, I've never heard like people like really glowing about it. Yeah, I've heard bad stuff about Carnival. It's, but I really I mean, know nothing about cruises. It's definitely got a market. Like, I mean, you know, if somebody's going on like a bachelorette trip or, you know, whatever. Like, my, mm-hmm. my aunt just had um had a cruise. Like, it was a honeymoon cruise, but like everybody was invited to go join the cruise with them. And I feel like they had a great time. Yeah, that's not like a lot of fun. My problem is... I think I started at a I started at a higher expectation. Like I shouldn't have gone on a seven day cruise on the biggest cruise ship in the world at the time as my starting point. So right. um so anyway, it's on my bucket list to do a Disney cruise. I kind of promised Nick that I would go on my first Disney yeah, cruise. Yeah, he with needs him. to Nick needs to buck up and get it done, or I'm I'm stealing the thunder. <laughs> I'm telling Mr. Killebrew this year that if he doesn't get your ASS, Adam. Mark this one. Mark this one explicit. Is, is that explicit if we spell it out, though? Oh, I was going to say it. Okay, don't oh, mark it explicit okay. yet. Did I already curse yet? No. We, we've gone six whole minutes. Okay, okay. I haven't cursed yet. Um, I am going to take you on a Disney cruise and go with you for your first time because it is so much fun. And the whole time I was on my oh, last no, Disney cruise, I was like, I want to do a Disney cruise with Kate so bad. And, of course, Adam, you as well. Um, but Let's do it. I know that this was specifically like a like something Kate's always really wanted to do. So the whole time oh, I was yeah. there, I was like, oh my gosh, I really. And Adam, I don't I think you've ever really expressed time, that you like. No, I'd, I'd love to if I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to get seasick. Sick. Yeah. And that's what I'm worried about. I absolutely loved it. So the night before the Disney cruise, I had a full on panic attack because I was like, oh my gosh, what if I get sick? What if I get, what if anything happens and I'm stuck in the middle of the ocean? Like I am scared. That's going to be me. And I had a major panic attack and then Hmm. we got on the ship and I was like, I never want to leave this place. I love it. Like literally five minutes on the ship and I was like, I am fine. She only texted me to tell me she never wanted to come back and that I needed to come on the Disney cruise. Exactly. It was amazing. It was amazing. So I loved it. So this podcast almost became the Kate and Adam show, I guess, if Josie just stayed on the cruise ship forever. (laughs) She would have made it work. I would have made it work. (laughs) Mm. And so I loved it. I really love the Disney cruise, but I never really wanted to go on a cruise, I think, for that reason, that it kind of freaked me out that you're, like, on a ship in the middle of the ocean. And then Disney cruises is what, like, made me want to go on a cruise. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really have any longing to go on cruises except for the Disney cruise. I totally Same. get that. I mean, I know some people that like that. That is their Disney World or Disney trip. Mm-hmm. Like they love a cruise. They go on a cruise every year. They to go be on a honest, cruise a few times a year. It's not my thing. That is how I, I feel. 
Really? Dude, it was, it felt so much more like a vacation than it does to go to the parks. And I haven't well, been to another park. Well, I haven't a, been to, yeah, I'm a local. Now, so I haven't, I know. So I haven't, I, I wonder how I'll feel when I go to like Disneyland, but this felt like such a vacation. And I think it's, yeah, coming soon. But I think it's felt, felt so much more like a vacation because like, well, it is. I had because to. Walt like, Disney yeah. World is a lot of walking. It's hot. Yeah. This was relaxing, but you still felt like you had stuff to do. You felt like your day was jam-packed, but again, you still felt relaxed, but relaxed, you slept like yeah. a baby at night. That's I have never need. slept better than I slept on the Disney cruise. I am such a bad sleeper, and I slept like an angel. Wow. I slept like Sign a rock. Sign me up for that. Okay? Because it felt like it rocked me to sleep. And then I just you're disconnected. Like you can't really like I paid for like the $10 Verizon package where I had like a little bit of data each day extra Mm -hmm. and I could only use it on like the castaway days or the Bahama days when we were off of the ship. So it really forced me to just like hang out and be in the moment. And it was great. And I love it. I love you Disney cruise line. So I'm I'm ready to sign up you guys. Should we do this tonight? I'm telling you, dude, I want to book another one so bad. I think about it all the time. Um, but the Disney cruise line didn't always exist and it had some crazy beginnings that I did not even know about. And so it was really cool to learn about it as we were researching for this episode. So I'm going to dive on in back to 1984, which is when the cruise line kind of got its start. Um, So cruises were really popular at the time and Disney really wanted in. Of course, cruises were kind of taking off right from their backyard, from Port Canaveral, from, from the Miami area. And it was either going to be competition or an opportunity to grow. And we know for Disney, especially at the time, um, you know, Michael Eisner was kind of coming on in. This was going to be an opportunity for growth. Um, and so I thought that was just really cool to think about it that way that like this could have potentially been big, huge Disney competition since the ports are so close to Disney world. Yeah. Well, and at this time, the toughest part for Disney was just the place that they were as a company. They had just had like major stagnation of like, you know, their, their brand across the board for the past decade. They also had recently had an attempt of a hostile takeover of the company. So in 1984, Mikey was stepping in, but like the company was not where it would be in a few years or even a decade later. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's when that's why I think their start is so interesting because in yes. everything that Mikey will do in the future instead of trying to partner with someone else i.e. MGM Studios what would happen um like with this they kind of had to get creative and I'm sure we're about to talk about that but like yeah. instead of just jumping with both feet in they kind of had to get creative monetarily yeah, so I think it was really crazy if we think about Disney, like it's it's really crazy to think about what they went through at this period of time. Mm-hmm. But they had just finished, you know, they were almost taken over by other companies. And Michael Eisner kind of came in and kind of saved the day and he revived the company in a lot of ways. Like the parks were stagnant, no movies were really being made, like it was just a very stagnant time and Michael yeah. Eisner came in and change the game, which is why I will take no Michael Eisner slander because he really saved, I wrote in my notes, 80s, difficult decade, takeover attempt. Eisner comes in to save the dang day. That's what I have in my notes, for real, I do. Um, 
And so, yeah, he came in and he, that's when we had the Disney decade and we just had like movies and really a crazy expansion in entertainment. Like we see like Pleasure mm-hmm. Island and Disney just like Renaissance, yeah. Disney really doing things and, and having that Disney difference and getting themselves into every part of the entertainment business and doing it with the Disney difference and, yeah. and realizing that they the could Disney do it better way, yeah. and do it the Disney way. And I wish there was, I want that energy. I want Michael Eisner. That's what energy. I'm saying. Every the, the Michael Eisner slander, I'm just going to say for the record, if you can't take Mikey at his 2005, you don't deserve Mikey at his 1980s, whenever he created all those parks you enjoy. In and that those DVC members, if you hating on Mikey, you a fake fan, you a fake member. I'm just saying because yep, he's the reason you have a DVC membership. I'm just saying. Disney Cruise Line fans. Yeah. Disney. I mean, if no you enjoy other... anything, Mikey is probably involved. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I just like, I, I think obviously I love Do you Bob enjoy Iger. ESPN? He's a part of that. Do you enjoy ABC? He's yep. a part of that. I love obviously Bob Iger and I think he did so much to expand our, in you know, our IP, which Repertoire. is huge. Yeah. It was really, really huge and was what was needed for this time Mm -hmm. that we're in especially in this digital age but what Mikey did no one else has opened like that many parks and a whole cruise line and whatever you guys just know we love him we love him I'm manifesting meeting him one day but that he's nice because I've heard Mikey Mikey don't do it to me yeah they say sometimes you shouldn't meet your heroes and I feel like that may be the case with Mikey that may be the case unfortunately yeah I hope I hope that's not the case but yes so like Kate was saying there wasn't a ton of money just coming in and flying around at the time they really had to be careful with how they spent their money and um so they decided to get a little crafty to you know dip their feet into the cruise line business yes so there were two partnerships that we're going to talk about right Mm -hmm. the first was with norwegian caribbean lines um For a one-week cruise in November of 1984, it was November 3rd through 10th, and it was called the Fantasy. Which I think is so funny, because to me, when I look at it, it's spelled F-A-N-T-A, capital S-E-A, right? Yeah, But to me, Mm -hmm. it looks like Fantasy. Like, when I I look at it, I think of Fanta Soda. I I think of Fanta Fanta Don't You Wanta is what I think of when I I see that. And I knew she was going to say it because (laughs) we talk about the Fanta versus Fanta, which Fanta is correct. But yeah, I knew she was going to say it's spelled like Fanta like Fanta. I never, when people say Fanta, I'm always confused. I never say Fanta. I always say Fanta because of the Fanta girls. Because it was so popular when I was in middle school. Like the Fanta, Fanta. Oh yeah, no, I know the commercial. Yeah, I worked at a Sonic in Pearl River, Louisiana, and when somebody would order a Fanta orange, you had to know what a Fanta orange was. Louisiana was its own bag, Jack. (laughs) Still its own bag, Jack. Always (laughs) its own bag, Jack. So the. Fanta or Fantasy, depending on if you're Josie or me, <laughs> um, sailed <laughs> out yes, of I'm Miami on the, on, the, cruise. <laughs> on the SS Norway. Now, I will say the pricing is a little crazy at first, but then you find out what's included. So the pricing was $975 to $2,710 per person, but it featured um, 
round trip airfare to and from Miami that was included. Um, mm-hmm. It was the week long cruise itself. And then, like, the cruise had so many bonuses. Like, they specifically mentioned the Fantasy in the Sky fireworks from Magic Kingdom, Epcot fireworks, um, a live performance of Pirates of the Caribbean, the attraction, and then goofy themed Olympics. Plus the traditional cruise recreation that you would come to expect. But I found they even had a special hookup with the all-new Disney Channel because that was really new in the really? 80s. That is really cool. And there were TVs in every cabin on the ship, which was kind of a big deal. But, like, now that doesn't seem like a big deal. But in the 80s, that was probably, like, a really mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah, that every seriously. cabin had a TV and they had Disney Channel on the the rooms like that like that's a big which is deal. crazy because i wish they did that's what i keep saying i wish they would have that energy with disney plus i yes. wish they would put disney plus on all of the tvs at all of the resorts because so, yeah. the weird oh, yeah. thing is i feel like they kind of hinted at doing that back during like the d23 expo in 2019 like i feel like they yeah. were kind of hinting at that when they were talking I mean, they about should. adding it those feels like a very Google home devices or whatever yes. into it they had kind yes. of talked about like integrating you know in, that in but i mean obviously think it went by the wayside six mm-hmm. months later so maybe maybe it'll be to come so that was the first partnership they had it ended up only being that one week-long cruise in november of 1984 but if you ask me they put a lot of detail into, like, a lot of stuff into yeah, it. Yeah, why was like it just it was a really one-time cool. thing? I did not... See, this is why it's great that we have both Kate and I. I have to say this was more difficult to research for yes. than I thought it was going to be because I wanted, like, there was so much information I was looking for, and no matter what I Googled, Same. it was just, like, no. It was just, like, <laughs> no, I'm not giving you that answer. So... This is why it's amazing that we have Kate because I thought that was like an ongoing thing. But then they had a second partnership, which was with Premier Cruise Line. Yes. Which I think this is kind of like a little bit of a crazy kind of a thing. So they were working with Disney and the official Eastern Airline, um, the official airline of Disney, Eastern Airline, to offer. Ain't there no more. It was... (laughs) It was the cruise and Walt Disney World Vacation Week. So airfare to Florida. This was crazy. And then three or four nights in the Bahamas from Port Canaveral. And then three or four nights at Walt Disney World. Which I was saying when we were on the cruise, I'm surprised they don't own, they don't offer a Disney Cruise Line package like this. Like a Disney Cruise Line package where everything is pre-booked for you. They would make so much money for people who are just overwhelmed by like the reservation system and this and that. Like if it was just like, okay. But they even included included a seven, a free seven day car rental as a part of the package as well. So you had your flight, you had your car rental, you had the cruise and you had the stay at Disney. Like, like you said, it was just included everything. They called it. The magical vacation combination in their ads. Magical vacation Um, combination. But it was officially known as Cruise and Walt Disney World. (laughs) It was officially known as Cruise and Walt Disney World Vacation Week, but in the commercial that I saw, it ended by saying the magical vacation combination. So I thought that was kind of funny. So yeah, I just think they would make so much money if they would bring something like that here to Walt Disney World. It would be so cool, especially because they have their own cruise line now. Like it would Mm -hmm. be so cool if they did a combination of like Disney Cruise Line and Disney World Trip. Kind of like what they're doing for the influencers right now, the creators that they're working with. 
So mm-hmm. they really don't offer any sort of package like that, even through like travel agencies or something. I feel Maybe. like that's such a like such a give me like a gimme situation. I know for my mom and Kevin and I, when we were talking about taking him for his graduation in 2020, we mm-hmm. were saying we wanted to do a few days before or a few days after in Disney World and then the the cruise itself, you know, because yeah. it just makes sense mm-hmm. being located where it's located. Anyway, um, but yeah, it really was such a cool package, like a week package. The fact that they included the car rental too, I was just like, they thought of yeah, literally seven days everything. is a long time for a car rental too, yeah. like because you're going to be on the cruise for some of those days. Yeah, so like that's kind of crazy. That's kind of nuts, but Truly. cool. Um. So yeah, so then they had, um, what else did they have? Oh, so it was an eight-year contract for this inclusive partnership, and the cruise line was able to use the Disney name and the Disney characters, and they were known for having the very big, very red ships, mm-hmm. and the it was marketed as the big red boat, um, and like some, like tons of people like went on to the cruise, and it was super, super profitable for them to work with Disney. Yeah. And then... Well, the I thought it was cool that after that experiment, they that the next year was when they officially named them like the cruise line of Walt Disney World, like Premier mm-hmm. was named that. Yes. But yeah, it was beneficial for both because Disney didn't have to worry about buying ships and they were getting paid for the use of the character their characters on the Premier ships. And mm-hmm. then Premier was getting the exposure of working with Disney. Um, but yeah, eight years and did they continue, Josie? Nope. Premier, big dummies, decided to pass on the renewal of the partnership. Um, and they what teamed dumb? up with the Warner Brothers and with Warner Brothers and their characters, which apparently was profitable with for them. So yeah. the downfall of Premier and the reason that it doesn't exist anymore is obviously not because of that. No. But they were they did really well. They did well with the Warner Brothers partnership, which to me is like now that would never happen. Um no. But they did really well with that partnership. But then I guess they it said that they merged with like two other cruise lines at one point and they just couldn't handle like all that business and just like folded. Yeah. They bit off more that they can chew, which I feel like ends up being the downfall of so many different organizations over the years with with that have like worked with Disney and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's a shame. But yeah, it, I just think it's so crazy that like they ended their part, they ended the partnership, they could have renewed and they're like, Nah, we're going down the street and we're going to just do this. Which I did read somewhere that it's insinuated that potentially Disney had gone up on its fees to use the characters and they got a better deal. They got a better deal somewhere else kind of thing. But yeah, it is. It's kind of wild because it's like, other than that, it was really a win-win opportunity for both companies. It was. So... At that point. But it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Because who knows if. And now the fireworks are going off. Y'all, this is going to be course. the lousiest ep- The loudest I mean, the fireworks are going me. off, I feel like, in, in like 99% every of our episodes now. Yep. So that's not anything new. But, um, but yeah, but the good thing was we're a whole decade after their initial, you know, attempts in 1984 to get into the cruise line mm-hmm. industry. And Mikey has. has they they're in the Disney Renaissance at this point. The parks Things are, are going thriving. Well. Like we, you know, so they're in a place where they could do things the Disney way. You know, mm-hmm. start their and own cruise time. line. It was. It was, it was time. Was time. 
time. So then in May of 1994, um, Disney Cruise Line was announced. They had talked to Royal Caribbean or Caribbean, however you say it, and Carnival Cruise, but there was mm-hmm. no clear picture. And like Kate said, like it was time for them to kind of do this on their own to, to finally get into the cruise line as their own cruise line. So they announced it in May of 1994, um, but it would take quite a few years to kind of get things moving. Um, a big part of that is that they didn't go secondhand for their ships, which is how most um, most cruise lines start out, is that they get a ship secondhand and they kind of refurbish it. But Disney had two ships built completely from, you know, some from scratch, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and they were prepared to pay $400 million per ship. Um, for these to be built so mm-hmm. pretty penny and um, they ended up hiring industry veteran Arthur Rodney um, to be in charge of this whole project which he had successfully led the launch for Crystal Cruises six years earlier and Crystal Cruises are still around or have been around in recent years today so like a successful cruise line is my point so they they pulled him to to get on this project which was a good move. And I think it's cool that they were building two at once. Like, that's yeah, really neat. very that they smart. were like, okay, let's go for it. Um, also, they obtained the land lease for Castaway Key in 1997. And it was a 99-year-long lease, which I think is absolutely wow. incredible and so cool. Castaway Key is, oh my gosh, the greatest place on earth. It is the greatest place on earth. That's where I got this cup that I'm drinking out of right now. Ooh. And my bartender, Curtis, on Castaway Key, filled it, and he put a pina colada in it, and he said, I have the medication for your vacation, and the doctor ordered an extra dose, and we loved him. Right. We loved Curtis <laughs> so much. Okay, we, I'm ready to go meet Curtis. Mm-hmm. We visited him everywhere. He was a gem. We absolutely loved him. He called us Charlie's Angels the whole entire trip (laughs) and just made us feel like so special and remembered and thought about. Yeah, he called us Charlie's Angels. And like literally when we went up to him without Sarah Grace, it was just me and Sam. And he was like, where's my other Charlie's Angel? Like he remembered us. (laughs) It was really, that's a really cool thing about the Disney Cruise is like your cast members go with you. And I was trying to do research to see like how long it's been that way. But, like, your cast members go with you, which I think is really cool. Like, that they go with you everywhere you go. So you create, like, really strong relationships and bonds with them, which is just so much fun. Yeah. Well, I know in, like, the cruise line industry in general, they do, like, a certain amount of months or weeks or something that they're on the cruise, like, continually. And so, and then they, like, have a certain amount of time off and then they come back and they work again, like, continuously. Mm -hmm. Just because my mom and brother have been cruising a lot recently. And they went on the same cruise, um, I think, like, a month and a half apart. And all the staff was still the same. Like, they recognized them. Like, all Mm -hmm. that on Carnival. And um, so, so I know that that's kind of the situation but i i know that they don't go off the ship with you well on disney yeah so they in some of some of the cast members come off of the ship so he worked at a bar on the ship and then off of the ship at castaway and then also like we had the same servers for dinner every single night they came oh yeah that's yeah that's cruise that's cruise stuff that's really oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. ours were great like for example i really like something that i got for dinner on like one of my first nights and they brought it for me every other night after since I said how much I liked it. Oh yeah. Wow. It was amazing. When we went on Royal Caribbean, um, they like 
by the second night they were bringing us a fruit tray and like whatever dessert we wanted like the they were just bringing every night just with whatever else because they knew that's what we would want but yeah I mean I know that's if you have like a set dining table or like a set dining area on most cruises but yeah they they start to recognize you in the dining settings um so yeah so the ships were built by um Finn can Finn Cantieri. It's yeah. an Italian shipbuilder, and they were hired to build both of the ships, but the design of the ship was completed in Norway with the help of Walt Disney Imagineering. Mm-hmm. And so the ships were late, which we will talk about a little bit. The voyages had to be pushed, and at the time, again, we talked about how cruising was very popular. This this um, shipyard and company in Italy was building 11 cruise ships at the time. So obviously Mm -hmm. only two of those were for Disney. So that's crazy. And also there were like weather delays and just like other delays. So um, they didn't get to sail on time, which was really, really difficult for Disney because this was a huge new venture that people were like, can Disney do this? So Mm -hmm. their dates were pushed back quite a few times. Right, Kate? Yes. Um, at least they gave the people some notice, though, because, like, basically they found out six months out in October of 1997 that they would have to push the launch of the maiden voyage back um, to April of 1988 because of construction issues and delays. But um, they were trying to find the silver lining with the eight April 1998 opening because as we know, Disney's Animal Kingdom was planning to open that Mm -hmm. same month. So they were going to have a grand celebration for both, you know, the launch of the cruise ship, the launch of this new park. Unfortunately, in February of 1998, they would find out that the cruise would be pushed back again to July 30th, 1998. And like you said, it just, it wasn't looking good for Disney because all the press up till this was all excitement. And now it was Mm -hmm. more about magic delayed again. Like, you know, Disney, you know, left cruisers out to dry, you know, like, you know, whatever. So yeah, it was tough for their credibility, but Disney really tried to turn this around by offering 25% off of the vacation to families that were affected by one delay and 50% off of the vacation by families that were affected by both of the delays. 50%. Yes. I want 50% off of my Disney vacation. (laughs) Yeah, they can delay my cruise. cruise. Delay my cruise. Dude, I cannot, I, I cannot wait to go on another. like I'm obsessed I didn't understand it my friend Isla's obsessed Isla Sikarski she has a really really great um Disney podcast as well yeah and she's, she's amazing. always cruising and she's always that is like their family thing and I just it's was like so I sweet. don't get it I don't get it and now I'm like holy fork I yeah, get, you it. get it Adam we are all this way in and I have not made this episode explicit yet oh wow we're at 32 whole minutes Josie who are you I don't know I'm I don't know wow But, um, and the good thing is this move was a smart one on their part. Cancellations for the cruise were minimal and most people rescheduled. So that ended up being the right move for Disney. And I mean, obviously all these years later, it has made such a name for itself, but it's just, it just was one of those situations that you did not want to have when you're launching this new 
like big deal situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. and apparently when the Disney Magic arrived to Port Canaveral, there were up to ten thousand people waiting for the ship to show up. Like it was just an exciting. Yes, moment. I saw that. I wanted so badly to know more about what they did. Like what were their media events like? And that's where this got really hard, you guys. Is when we try to talk about um, the. PR side of it sometimes it's really easy and other times it's really hard mm-hmm. um because uh yeah it's it's really hard because sometimes it's just not documented I do know that um they did have Roy E Disney and his wife christen the Disney magic um as as the godparents of the ship as they called it in the Aww. in the Disney video I watched. Um so I thought that that was a really nice that was a really nice touch. Um but yeah, I mean other than that I really didn't find too too much about like, you know, the takeoff or how how the, but then again it was also the 90s. What were they doing as far as media, you know what I mean, in comparison no, but to so, now? We've seen so many cool media things from all different. You know what I mean? Like we've seen a lot of cool media things and look at what they did for the opening of what they did for the opening of um of Animal Kingdom, which yeah. is, you know, right up against it. They did a lot for the opening of Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I think probably it just came down to the fact that they were to the wire with all of this like the delays and everything else and anyway um well when I, one thing that i thought was really cool about disney in addition to just like investing in new ships instead of doing the secondhand thing but like all the efforts they went to to appeal to both families with kids and then adults without kids because at this time most cruise lines were choosing to appeal to one or the other like adult only or family only experiences and so um some of the ways that they like leaned into this were offering like staterooms that were 25 percent larger than the industry standard at the time Mm -hmm. to make room for families with kids um for pools they had an adult only pool area kids only pool area and then like a one for everybody so that way they kind of fit everybody in they also have like adult only restaurants and adult only beach area on castaway key which they still have all this and it's great like i love kids i have no problem with kids but I it's saw nice that the kids, options there but it wasn't right. really like we sat in the adults pool area just because it was less crowded you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah not that our, i mean we were very lucky the ship was very there weren't that many people on it when we were there but we sat on the, you know that side and it was great mm-hmm. and then we also went to some of the adult only restaurants we had the later dining time which didn't mean no kids but there weren't very definitely many kids less there. Kids. yeah there were not very many kids there and then they also devoted 15,000 square feet almost an entire ship deck to kids activities alone so they weren't just taking care of like the adult only situation they were also providing tons of activities for kids which in turn would give adults some time to themselves because there was so much for the kids to do so it was just yeah they just went above and beyond doing things the disney way um but i did want to mention like the fact of them choosing port canaveral as the home like that was Mm -hmm. a big deal at that time um go on so they had a $27 million terminal built for the two ships, which the Port Authority would end up covering the tab for that because they were thrilled that 
um, Disney Cruise Line would be leasing the space and running it themselves and like just all the extra business it would be bringing to them. Basically, um, the intro of the Disney Cruise Line um, would they believed would be estimated to bring a positive economic impact of up to $100 million annually thanks to the lease, Lovely. the port fees, and the jobs that were being created. And then on top of that, they were hoping that other cruise lines would choose to port in Port Canaveral as well just yeah, because, because of the of popularity Disney, yeah. from Disney. So mm-hmm. it's for me now, I just think of like, oh, Port Canaveral is just a, you know, a cruise destination port but like at that time it was not like Miami was the main port out of Florida and see that's crazy I didn't even know that because to me I'm always like dang if we can get something out of Port Canaveral just because I'm local it's just easier of course yeah so I guess I I think it'd be safe to say that they probably built that port up to be what it is because of like choosing that as their home and Disney was all about synergy as it always was and so getting to have a port right in their backyard by Walt Disney World was just like a win-win um so I thought that was kind of cool it is very very cool and the cruise line did expand pretty quickly there were updates Mm -hmm. from like a lot of years so in 2000 they started offering more itineraries so the Disney Magic started in 1998 Wonder in 1999 2000 offering more itineraries 2001 hinting at more ships 2006 they started offering itineraries to Europe 2007 they announced the fantasy and the dream um and so yeah they really we're pumping out these cruise these cruise announcements. 2011 and 2012, we had some new ships, the Disney Dream and then the Disney Fantasy. And now we were supposed to have three new ships by this point. Yeah, yeah that's what I Which saw recently. Which is so funny because none of the research had updated. Like none of these articles that I was using for research, every single one was like, we'll have three ships in like 2021, 2022, and 2023. And I was like, oh, uh, well, we're going to have one. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I knew of the Disney Wish because I was in like the parks merchant panel, whatever, like at D23 Expo where they announced the Disney Wish. And so I knew that was like a named ship, but like they haven't named the other two ships that were supposed to also come with it. And um, only one site I saw that was like, you know, Disney Wish in 2022. And then um, the other two, they put like 2024 and 2025, like they're pushing them out that far. But again, no names on these other ships. So mm-hmm. I'm very that's curious. Crazy. Like that shows. Yeah. yeah. So much has changed. Um. But that yeah. shows that the that it's doing well. And I wanted another thing that I really wanted to be able to tell you guys, but I can't figure it out, is like I really wanted to dive into like when was the first Marvel Day at Sea? When did they start that? Oh yeah, day at that would have been kind cool. of a thing. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't How have even have known they marketed to think about it. That. And it it's really because it was so cool. I yeah. loved it. I thought the day at sea, I didn't really understand the purpose of that. And then when I went on it, I was like, this is really awesome. Great synergy. They just announced the Pixar day at sea. But quite frankly, like I couldn't find anything on like how it's been advertised or how they announced it for the first time or yeah. any of that kind of stuff. Which I is, you know, like... what we like to offer you guys. We love talking about the history, but we yeah. love when we can offer you that. There were some really cute commercials I'll put in the show, na- show notes. <laughs> the show notes. The show notes. The and show notes. I actually found on eBay some really cool, like, vintage print ads that I'm linking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that, that they... too. Yeah, so that's kind of sometimes the coolest place to find ads like that. But, ooh, sorry, that was my, my aglet. Um, but, yeah, I it stinks because I would have loved to have, like, shared a little bit more of that. 
That's a good point, though, because, I mean, I feel like initially they were doing the whole pirate day at sea and, like, mm-hmm. all that and kind of stuff. Do. But, yeah, like, adding the Marvel offerings. And I know they did Star- – didn't they do Star Wars for a while, too? They do have yes. Star Wars Day at Sea. Go, yep, they still – and I want, I want to, do. to do it so bad, especially after seeing how cool the Marvel Day at Sea was. Yeah. I really want to do a Star Wars Day at Sea. Like, we loved – loved the Marvel Day at Sea. It was so cool. We had a special menu that they brought out to us on, like, it looks like a comic book. All the food was themed all day, like, all over the ship. The characters were just everywhere. They were all asking us if we were going to go to the Stark Expo, and I'm so glad we didn't miss the show because it was incredible. It was the coolest thing I've, like, some of the best Disney entertainment I've ever seen was on um, the Disney Cruise, truly. Yeah, no, I mean, I know once I go, I'm going to be obsessed. I Like, I yes, had a great time on will. my Royal Caribbean cruise, um, that, so I know that the Disney cruise is just going to be, like, plus to the max since I love mm-hmm. Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, plus I you're going to be with us, so yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I could be a Charlie's Angel, right? Yes, you could. You Of course you can, Adam. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> of course you can. Well, did we want to touch on the Castaway Key stuff at all a little bit or no? Heck yeah, I do, girl. Go for it. You don't got to ask me permission. This is the Kate Kilber show. (laughs) So Castaway Key actually has a very interesting past, and we're not going to get completely into that because it has a lot. But um, it was originally Gorda Key. Um, It was renamed, I think, due to, like, a drug situation that they had had for a little while and they just decided to like rename whenever they started doing the lease. But um, fun fact, this um, this island is actually where Tom Hanks first encounters Daryl Hannah in Splash. Um, really? It was shot, yeah, Ooh. it was shot over at Gorda Key when it was known as that at the time because that was in the 80s. Um, but yeah, it's Disney's private island. It's an exclusive port just for the Disney Cruise Line. There's a 99-year lease. Um, the island was once used for drug runners. Honestly, there's more of a story to this, but I'm not going to get into it. But my point is, like, this island has some history. Um, but the cool thing is whenever Disney did decide to have this lease for the island, they spent over $25 million to develop and outfit the island for the cruise line. And what I mean specifically by this is they dug up a bunch of one area so that way they could create the ability for the ships to be able to have piers that they could dock like right on the pier where um, their guests could like disembark themselves and come and go on the ship before this that was not the norm they had these smaller boats called tenders that would get the ships from the from the like get get the um guests from the ship to the shore they would go on smaller ships just to like disembark for the for the day on like these excursions Mm -hmm. and so like disney was the first to say like no we're gonna like actually port and let people be able to get on and off the ship easily so they they invested in doing that i thought that was was. it's super nice and it's it's so Mm -hmm. cute like the second you get off the ship i mean we stayed on castaway like we were like, oh, one morning we're going to have, like, a slow morning and go out to Castaway, like, a little later. No. We were like, let's get out there both days. It's amazing. And it is. It's super easy. Like, if you want to go back on the ship whenever you're ready, you can, which is really nice. Which, for me, I've been on two other cruise lines. That's always been the experience. So mm-hmm. I can't even imagine this 
tenders situation is what the boats were called. Like, I can't imagine them being like, get on these little ships and we're going to like bring you over to the shore and you're going to hang out until it's time to start getting on the little ships to get back to the boat. Like, that just sounds logistically so crazy. So, um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and then like so many parts of Disney at this time, um, Castaway Key has its own backstory developed by Walt Disney Imagineering. Mm-hmm. So in the 1920s, a joint expedition of three explorers, a sea captain and their families exploring the islands of the Bahamas became stranded after being caught in a storm um, and just decided to settle on Castaway Key. Um, the first was a paleontologist, Cecil Wormy Chamberlain, who discovered fossil remains of a prehistoric sperm whale um, at now-known Monstro Point. The second was Chamberlain's protege, Max Prophet. Yep, the name is Max Prophet. And he was hoping to find sunken treasure. And hell then yeah, he was. <laughs> the third... Is hell... Is hell- I don't think hell is explicit. I mean, I we're, we're explicit at this point, I'm sure. Um, no, so we're not. We're not? I have hell's not, not explicit? No. How dare you, Kate Killebrew? Well, I never cuss. Have faith in your girl. Well, yeah, seriously, for once. <laughs> <laughs> she just, literally, I wish you guys could have seen her face. She was just like, okay. <laughs> Go on. Go and on. And the third was Doc Elaine Elon Vital, and he had hoped to find the Fountain of Youth, but he ended up settling with a relaxing, healthy atmosphere of paradise and a clinic on the island. And then there was Captain Morton, who was the captain with them, that after surviving the storm, decided that he wouldn't sail again and it would instead stay to help and build Castaway's new home. And that's how we got Castaway K. Key. Castaway Key. Key. I always, I always called it K too. I always called it K growing up because I'm like, like that. well, that's my thing. I'm like, I understand that it's pronounced key, but like castaway K sounds way better than castaway key. Anyway, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I just, th- I thought that was fun that WDI came up with it a fictional very, backstory, like, just like Pleasure Island and everything else at that time. Yes, it was very much when I was there, like, not I don't want to say Disney Water Park because that kind of cheapens it, but like the Disney Water Parks have great theming and I yes. did get that vibe. There were still mm-hmm. some things closed because it was COVID, oh, so I think yeah. maybe because of COVID. So maybe that's why I like didn't get to dig as much into that, but it was so cool. Like, I, I was just obsessed with it. I could live on... I could live there. I could truly, truly live there. So on that note, I say we start booking our 2023 Disney Cruise Line cruise to celebrate me turning 30. I think that. Let's do it. I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm in. I'm so in. Kate turns 30 at sea. I think. 30, flirty, and. 30, flirty, and at floating. And at sea. I don't know. There's something going to work on it. Floating. (laughs) Okay. So one of us, we have to have. Josie's gonna wear a shirt. No, Kate's gonna wear a shirt that says thirty. Josie's gonna wear one that says flirty, and Obviously. mine's gonna say and floating. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't rhyme. Doesn't go. No, nope. we're forcing it. Thirty, Charmin. flirty, and floating. <laughs> say that five times fast. Well, okay. we're off to book it's a cruise. Happening. So that's the end of this. Episode. I guess we gotta go. <laughs> we're not even doing any closing anything. We're leaving. Nope, no, no, we're just out of here. No, love you. No, bye. <laughs> 
always no watch find out. us at Carousel <laughs> Project Podcast on Instagram if you want to talk with us crazy people at any point. And as usual, if you're still here, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those, not only do we love to read about y'all's feedback, what you love about the podcast, it means so much to us, but it also helps Apple to know what kind of an audience should be finding this little passion project of ours. And in case you missed it, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. So if you're like me and you listen to podcasts on Spotify, leave us a, let's just say five-star rating. Let's just, we won't, yeah. we don't need to get if crazy. Leave no. us a five-star rating. Five is easy. Easy Five to or nothing. Five like stars. just either don't rate it or rate five stars. <laughs> just do it. Um, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just put five stars. Just do. Anyway, um, so those of you who have left reviews, we really appreciate it. And if you want to leave us a review now, feel free. And also share us with your friends. We love getting new listeners and more people. um... So yes, we love meeting new friends. So just like Adam said, definitely share out that podcast. And remember our new Patreon. We would love for you all to have the opportunity to listen to our really, really cool bonus episodes. They go along with our episodes from each season. And so they're just super fun. I can't, I personally can't wait to hear what you guys think and to get some of you fun friends into our exclusive Facebook group. It's going to be great. Yes. And that's all. And that's it. That's it. Bye. Bye. We love, love you. Bye. Love you. Watch Take out. care. Watch out. Flirty, Bye. Flirty and floating. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.